0: Everybody, this is Jacob Young, and you're listening to Don.
1: Hello, and welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Don Mack, and I am here with my wonderful friend and partner in crime and excellent co-host of this great show, Pam. How are you, Pam? Ooh, I got an excellent. When do I get my gold (laughs) star? I'll send it to you in the mail. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Look, how about a participation trophy? Would that help? A gold star and a participation trophy.
2: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll get my speech together.
1: You're so much worth more than those things, don't you know? This show wouldn't be what it wa is if you weren't a part of it. Aww, aww. <laughs> And I'm supposed to talk
2: after that, but you know what? It wouldn't be anything if you weren't here either. It would just be one of us talking.
1: Uh, yeah, I know, but um, I don't know. We have a lot of fun on the show, folks. And by the way, welcome to our show. And we are so glad to have you here this evening for the special edition of Christmas City Starlight. And uh, if you are a first-time listener, welcome aboard and If you're tuning in for the first time and you're going, who are these two women and what are they doing? Let me just tell you, it's Pam and Dawn. (laughs) We are crazy. We're we're witty. We love to have fun, and we thoroughly enjoy doing the show. And so when we get on air together, she lives up north. I live in the south. In case our accents didn't give that away, but um, but so we are, you know, we're remote when we're doing this, and it's just a lot of fun to just. You know, get on here and bring all this great, you know, content to you all, and to bring these wonderful interviews to you. And I tell you, tonight is no exception. It's going to be a great show. And if this is your first time tuning in, you picked a good one. Let me tell you, we've had so many guests this evening. I mean, this season rather, and this guest in particular. He was a lot of fun. I mean, as he always is. I think, what like, Pam, you've interviewed him how many times um, in other on other shows that you've done?
2: Um, a couple times. I wait. Did I? It's just. I know for sure one time, but I can't I remember thinking... if we've done it twice. But I, for some reason, I want to say twice, but I, I'm not positive. Maybe I'm thinking of oh. this one, but. He is you know,
1: a hoot and a half. Oh, well, he is, and you know why I'm thinking that you may have, is because when we have the opportunity to chat with him, he just makes you feel like you've known him forever. And he just he's so friendly and he's so cordial and he's the kind of person that you could go, you know, grab a bite with, grab a beer with and just sit and chat and laugh for hours and and um and that's just kind of the way he is. And in case you're wondering who I'm talking about, Jacob Young and um, I know Jacob has tons of fans out there, and so we are just so excited that he is our special guest this evening. And I tell you, we had a fun time chatting with him. He talked about a lot of different things, and um, and this new movie that he's going to be in very soon over the holidays. And uh, it was just it was just a fun time. I could have talked to him for eight days. He was just he was just great to hang out with on the phone.
2: I absolutely adore him, and, you know, he speaks truth, he speaks fact, he speaks whatever's on his mind, so you never know what you're going to get when you talk with him, and uh,
1: it's always a pleasure either way, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> just, it's, so, it's, you know, I love all of our guests, but some just are, they're kind of, so Jacob is those. He just, you know, what he brings to an interview. He's fun. He's and I, I, you hit on something very good. He, the fact that he does speak his mind, and I love that in a person anyway. And um, so, Pam, tell him about the movie that he's going to be in coming up very soon. Nope, I'm going to leave him guessing. <laughs> oh, I, I think he should. I think you should. That was- <laughs> okay, folks, I'll just hint. Jacob Young, now, he, a lot of people know Jacob Young from the soap world, and trust me, he has a legion of fans from the soap world because he's been on so many different soaps. It's crazy. And I mean, he's held major roles on the soap. So he is, you know, of his most recent, The Bold and the Beautiful. Well, let me tell you, now be in his first Hallmark Channel movie, which I am over the moon about. Um, not only because he's not on Bold and the Beautiful now, but because I'm hoping that this won't be the last time he's on Hallmark. I hope this is the start of something good.
2: (laughs) Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we are just so excited to see him on Hallmark. And, uh, again, the, the name of the movie is Christmas Made to Order. It'll be on Sunday, December 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 Central. And it also stars Jonathan Bennett and Alexa Penavega. So this should be good.
1: Oh, most definitely. Well, we are delighted and honored to now bring you our special interview with Jacob Young.
2: Enjoy the show. And thanks again for calling in. Um, We really appreciate it. I'm going to start out with, your lifetime movie, Killer Vacation. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it kept me going on who the killer was till almost the end. And, you know, most movies you can figure out who the killer is, even towards the middle, but this one kept me going. It was such a great movie, and I can't even tell you how wonderful it was to see you with Alexa Havens again.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I absolutely that was, loved you, but, it. But what? Thank you, and it was such a special time to be working with her and see her again. And we, you know, we both are, you know, have children. We're both married, and it was like our lives have paralleled each other. But it was it, it was so great catching up with her, and yeah, I, and I agree. I agree with the with, with, you know it's funny you know you, you know who the killer is. You think it's going to maybe it's, maybe it's the detective, maybe it's the the the, the guy that's uh, doing the investigation, the private detective. Maybe you think it's my ex-wife or my wife, and then you, you, it just it just kind of keeps you. In suspense throughout it, and um, when I read, read the script originally, I, I was like, I, I, I can't be the killer. I'm not going to be the killer. Is, is my character going to be the killer? Then <laughs> it turned out, you know, of course, I was. But, uh, but you know, that you know, I think I probably mentioned this before. You know, Lifetime movies. If you're a man, you definitely, you know, most of the time, you, you know, you're an adulterer, or you're a murderer, or a, you know, um, you know, you're, you're committing some sort of crime <laughs> throughout that film. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you were all of the above for sure. What was it like to play a killer? I mean, that's not something that you normally play, and it was so strange, yet it seemed real, if you know what I mean, for movie time.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's, it's always fun to, to, to break off from, like, who you really are and be able to delve into some other person's mindset, whether it's, you know, a killer, or you know, a business guy. I mean, that's you know, squeaky clean. It's it's always fun to you know to go into that, and um, you know, I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was it was it was nice to have that escapism and and be bad for a little while. And um, I you know I I think I think I was telling somebody recently, um, you know, you have to start believing your own lies. You know, I mean, if you're going to play somebody like that, because this guy was, he was mm-hmm. a liar. You know, he lied about everything. So, you know, people go, well, how was it like to play that, and, and how did you get there? But the thing I could tell people was, was that um, you have to really start believing your own lies, and, and that's what really brought that character to life.
2: Well, you knocked it out of the park, and I'd love to see you do more roles like this on Lifetime or anywhere for that matter.
0: Well, you're in luck because there's there's three more coming uh, out in 2019. uh, And, And, of course, we have the Hallmark Christmas movie that's coming up on the 23rd of this month. Right. Well,
2: I want to mention one other thing. Every time you called Alexa, babe... I had flashbacks from you, <laughs> and <laughs> as Dave and J.R. Are from all my children, and I think that anybody that probably watched it had the same thing that
0: I did. So
1: <laughs> I started.
0: I started to interject. It's funny you caught that because there was one scene that it was originally written in where I said right? And we got mm-hmm. a kick out of it just like you are. And I said, "Well, I'm going to interject this whenever I can, just you know, for." You know, for fans' sake, and you know, the nostalgia of, of you know Babe and Jr. And uh, so, so yeah, you, you caught on to it, and it, it is. It was. It was. It was like it was. It was fun. It was fun to be able to, to uh, you know, take people down that and 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 be able to throw that in there once in a while.
1: Well, speaking of soaps, fans have been watching you on screen in many of your favorite soaps throughout your career. And which of the soaps? you have started in has stretched you the most as an actor?
0: I I think hands down, it would have been All My Children and playing J.R. Um, You know, I had such, I mean, I've been very lucky, first of all. I had such great um, father figures and fathers that that played my fathers on on all these shows, from Tony Geary to, you know, David Canary um, and, of course, John McCook and On the Bold and the Beautiful, but... David was such a talented, talented man, and he brought so much to his role every single day. It really, you know, inside my mind, I started going, "Well, how do I keep up with him? I want to be, I want to be like him." And I'm his, I'm his father's son, and Jr. was very much like Adam. So I, you know, I I think that was definitely the role that stretched me the furthest. Yeah, there were so many, so many great stories. That interlaced through the, you know, the oh my gosh, probably eight nine years I was on the show, and it was yeah, I think that was definitely that was the apex. So that was the that was the most difficult and, and pivotal role I think I've ever played.
2: Yeah, uh, we we loved it. We loved it. That was for sure. And and anything you do, I, I have to keep saying that because you're so talented. Um, now that you're in the midst. Of quote unquote movie dumb, <laughs> do you feel it has made your life easier, harder, different, complicated? Pick a word versus doing the soap.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't want to. I don't think it's more difficult, easier. Uh, you know, you know. Yes, you, you know, you you transition to a new character each time, and you're not playing the same person as you were playing, let's like, say, on a soap for several years in a row that becomes very easy because you get to know that person. But with this, I'm constantly questioning, you know, asking myself all those questions, the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, uh, and, and trying to develop these characters. Um, and, you know, it's, I think, I think it's, um, it, it's easy, but at the same time it's, it's difficult. It's, it's easier in the front that, you, you know, you, there's a, there's an end point, you know, you, you know there's a, a start and a finish line, and you know you're going to be done in 15 days or 20 days. And it's going to be done, but at the same time you go, what, how am I going to squeeze all this stuff that I'm thinking, all the juices into this character in 15 days? It doesn't doesn't seem like it's possible, but somehow it, you know the show goes on and it gets done. So I don't know. I I, I mean it's really a, it's a really enjoyable. I love the fact that I can move on from something and not be playing the same person every day. And I know some soap fans are probably not going to like to hear that, but it's it's much more rewarding for me as an actor to be able to you know move on and transition into something else.
1: Well, you know, now we've we've had the privilege of seeing you play on different soaps. We've seen you play a murderer. I mean, you know, you've done a lot of different things throughout your career. And what would you consider your favorite type of role to play? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think that my favorite role is playing the bad guy. I, I think without the bad guy, without the animosity and, uh, and those things that. You know that bring they bring to you know the the table in a film or a show um you know that you know it would, nothing would happen there would be no consequences without the bad guy and I think I enjoy that the most I, and I, and i I think I would be okay playing a bad guy my the rest of my career if, I, if that was <laughs> only the role that came to me, I'd be all right with that because it's a lot of fun to you know be somebody other than yourself,
1: mhm. Yeah, and it's so opposite of who you are, obviously. So to be able to step into a role like that <laughs> and, and really own it, you know, and make it believable, um, is, is a mark of a great actor and you definitely have demonstrated that, um, time and again. So maybe we'll get to see Thank you me. in one of these upcoming lifetime movies playing another bad guy. But um all right, well I got a fun question for you now and mm-hmm. um I read where your nickname is Jake the Snake. Do I dare ask where it came from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I am a product of the 80s. I mean, I was born in the 79. In but, of course, you know, WWF wrestling was a big thing. And um, all my friends, it was everybody loved to collect the wrestler figures, you know, Hulk Hogan and all those guys. Well, Jake mm-hmm. the Snake Roberts was a big to-do you know yeah. in the in the eighties, and you know you always just threw that bullet instructor on top of people and yeah. I don't know I just if your name was Jake, maybe you were jake the snake that was that was just how it was in the eighties and um it it just stuck it just stuck and i uh, my you know my parents, my brother, everybody called me that.
1: Well, it's interesting because when I when I read this and I saw that that was the first thing that came to mind because you know, albeit um, I watched wrestling back then and I remember Jake the Snake very well and uh, he's one of the <laughs> most popular wrestlers around at that time. But uh, well, that's really cool. That's a great connector.
0: Yeah, well, I wish it was a more interesting story. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking Jake was and. No, it just, you know, it just happened to it because of it at the time. I, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, I was flattered to be given that nickname, and I, it stuck.
1: Well, you know, everyone could also assume that maybe you were a big champion snake wrestler back in the day, you know, at the start of your career or something, you know, and that's kind of how you got the nickname. So if you ever need an alternative version to that story, there you go.
0: There it is. <laughs>
2: Well, I think that would be something great to uh, to pop on to one of your shows on YouTube. Um, I think that the, the fans would get a kick out of it. Um, and I absolutely love your YouTube shows. I, I'm so glad that you started it. Where did the idea come from and what made you decide to do it?
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it to you our last interview, but there was a moment that kind of shook me to the core uh, recently, I think within the last year and it happened more than one time there was uh, you know I've been in a situation and there was somebody who was a fan of the show and they were their daughter was there, and she's probably twenty years old, and you know, she said something like, "This guy's on my favorite show." Um, and she was like, the daughter said, "Well, what, what show is that?" And I said, "Bold and Beautiful." And she looked at me deadpan and said, "I've never heard of it." And that was the first time that it happened. And you know, that was a, a, a really big sort of awakening for me, I suppose, and realized that, well, I need to be able to t- be able to hit that other demographic that I'm not hitting. Now, we know the fans that have been with the show have been the fans for a long, long time, of course, for many years, but we're not regenerating new fans anymore because there's so many outlets and so many platforms that people can, you know, consume their entertainment Mm -hmm. from, and YouTube, you know, is, is, you know, yes, of course, people use it for searching and trying to find things, how to fix things around the house or how-to videos, which that's the number one thing YouTube is used for, but, at the same time, I, I said, you know, I, I mean, I, I want to be able to hit that younger audience and I want to be in that world. And I love the idea of being, I've always thought, you know, I, I, I could be on the, you know, on a red carpet and doing a hosting gig or, or, you know, host of a TV show. I, I, I enjoy that. I, I, I think it's, for me, it's easier to ask questions than to do this, sometimes to answer questions. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and so I, I, that, 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 that came to me, this whole thing. I said, well, I want to be able to to be able to hit all these different demographics, and I think more more these days than ever, it's being relevant, making sure that you're being seen everywhere. People like um, Kevin Hart, he did a reality show, but yeah, he's the you know the the, the highest paid comedian uh, in in television or in, in film right now, but he can transfer over and do a reality show without any consequences. So mm-hmm. back in the day, of course. To do that, you couldn't. You couldn't be a film actor and then go to TV. Obviously, we've seen that happen now, and vice versa, TV to film. It, it was, it was, you know, it was strictly prohibited. But now, it doesn't matter. I think all those boundaries have all been broken, and just being relevant and being able to be on this platform, be on the YouTube platform, be on Roku, be on, you know, network television, and also I think you know what also gave me a, a big awakening was. There was only one network show that was nominated for an Emmy this last year. Everything else was Amazon, Netflix, HBO, all the uh, you know, um, all the other the cable channels. Mm-hmm. So that told that told me that like if you know if like, say daytime for for instance or even CBS, ABC, if they want to start competing or stay in there, they're going to have to rethink how their you know their 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 television is. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, un- unfortunately, that's. I mean, that's why these shows are going down so quickly, and the ratings are dropping, and we've seen so many of the soap operas go off in the air. And I told myself, I said, you know what? I even told my wife, I said, I can't, I'm not going to sit here, and you know, ugh, go down with the, uh, a ship that might be sinking. I need to. Mm-hmm. I need to go out there, and I need to rebrand myself. And part of this whole rebranding is the YouTube channel, which I actually have some exciting news. You know, Roku created a network on Roku. And I'll have multiple shows under the name Stream Me. So Stream Me is our network and I'll have multiple shows, everything from cooking shows to talk shows, my talk show of course, my buddy Steve Freeman's talk show. There's you know, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, have uh our own network, which is which is really exciting and a lot of fun and it makes me feel like I'm my I'm kind of like a mini Ted Turner <laughs> in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you never
2: know where to go though. Right. right, exactly. Uh, well, congratulations on that. But I'm—I mean, I try to keep up to date with you know all the different venues out there that you can do things like this. Um, but can you just fill me in on what Roku is? <laughs>
0: so, so, well, so Roku, yeah. So, so just like uh, just like um, uh, Netflix or any other platform where you, you can stream media. Roku is an actual box. It's kind of like a direct TV box, but it's much smaller. It's really compact. And instead of trying to stream like YouTube and videos through YouTube, it actually streams through your TV the same way. But you you can binge watch it the same format as Netflix. So you can watch as many as you want or as little as you want. But it's all available. And there's a lot of network television shows that are on there as well. Um, Roku is uh, it's just an on-demand network, and it, believe it or not, it has more subscribers than Amazon around wow. the world. It's, it's, it's massive. And I think, you know, the United States have been a little bit behind the, the, the ball, but this has been going on for a long time you know, overseas, and Roku is definitely um, its you know, probably going to be one of those to contend with. And, but it's really great because it also allows people like myself or like you to start your own show and you can be streaming your own show and sell it against ads, and it's really easy to set up. you just got to go online, look it up. <clears throat> Anybody who has the ambition to do that, they can do that. With my, with my situation, I, 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 what's really interesting about it is I, you know, I have the ability to promote it, fund it, uh, put, the, put the kind of you know, programming that I want to see and what I think other people want to see. Yes, everybody has the ability to do this, but how are you going to draw the audience? And and that's been, you know, that's, I think, what's going to make mine different from uh, a lot of people that are just trying to start up. Uh, I'm definitely going to get some eyes on it initially. <clears throat> but um, mm-hmm. but very excited about it. Stream me on Roku.
1: There you go. We'll check it out for sure. Well, yeah. we also are excited. I mean, there's so much happening with you, Jacob. It's, like, hard to keep up almost. But, um <laughs> But we're excited because you're also going to be in a Hallmark channel, Countdown to Christmas movie, Christmas Made to Order, coming up on December 23rd. And, you know, I believe this is your first role with Hallmark, correct?
0: This is my first Hallmark film, yeah.
1: Well, we hope it won't be your last. I can just tell you that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we want to see you in a leading role on Hallmark in one of their films coming soon. Um but we're excited. I mean, this is going to be, from the previews I've seen and the storyline, it just sounds like a really great movie and, um, and great cast, of course. And what can you share with us about your character and the movie without giving too much away? Uh, well, yeah. So so, so my character, um,
0: so it, it, even though it's Jonathan Bennett and Alexa Vagapina that are starring in it, it's a real ensemble cast. Um, but you know, this, the storyline wouldn't work without the family. The family is kind of at the core of this, this mm. film. My, my character is a doctor, and I'm talking with my wife in the beginning, and unfortunately we're not going to be able to have Christmas at our house as we normally have, and we're going to have to go to my wife's brother's house and and um, he's kind of not ready for Christmas. You know, he was planning on leaving and going visiting us. And he wasn't ready. He didn't have doesn't have decorations. I wouldn't say he's a Scrooge. He's just a guy that wasn't prepared. And you know, there's you know, you've seen the Hallmark recipe. These are they're brilliant movies. They're lots of fun. Um, of course, there's always somebody who's out of love and out of luck, or and and. Through the Christmas spirit, it, it pushes them together. But it, it definitely has a lot to do with, with the family driving it uh, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and ha- I have a sub-storyline that's, that interlaces with that storyline as well. So it's not just the main story. There's, there's several little stories that are taking place. And it's, it's, it's a lovely movie and so much fun. It was so much fun. And I'm super squeaky clean. So if <laughs> anybody wants to the kill their vacation. This is completely <laughs> obviously the the, the the absolute opposite of of that. He's uh, he's definitely uh, a very squeaky clean, sweet guy, and uh, it's a it's a it's a fun it's a fun movie. So I'm excited. It comes out on the 23rd, just before Christmas Eve. I think it couldn't come out you know at a better time. And it was just it was a lot of fun to be. I was able to work right here in Utah. That was also oh, another. Great. Yeah, I, I actually got to drive home to work instead of catching a plane, so that was a, it, that was nice to be able to work right here and not too far from my house, and be able to give my kids my kids a kiss goodnight and and then head out to the work in the morning. That was, uh, mm-hmm. it was a real real, real pleasure.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to this movie. And Hallmark Channel, I think, has outdone themselves anyway this year. Um, great movies all across the board. Um, so I feel like this is going to kind of cap off almost the, the holiday season with, you know, with the story and, of course, seeing you on screen. And that was a pleasant surprise, by the way, finding out that you were going to be in this movie. Um, so, I, like I said, we certainly hope this won't be your last time with Hallmark. And we look you know, I don't, forward I don't, I don't to everything you, you do. I, right. I, well, I appreciate that I, I don't think it is, and i when when I saw
0: that this this film was going to be shot here, and they were auditioning, I went ahead and I doubled down like I don't know my, I'll put myself on tape for you know any audition that I go out for, but this particular movie there was two characters, so I just went ahead and I auditioned for both of them and then I guess when got back to Hallmark and they found they found out that it was me and I was local. They said, no, 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 we want him to play this role. That wasn't a, a role that wasn't available here in Utah. And, and so they gave me a bigger role. And I think if that's any inkling to what's going to be happening in the future with the Hallmark uh, company – there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot more in store for myself. So.
1: That's awesome. That's exciting news. Well, before we wrap up, we um, always like to play a little fun five question lightning round, and it is there are no wrong answers. It's all Christmas related, and um, and so if you're game, we'll play this, and then we'll wrap up. And um, but the first question is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition?
0: My favorite Christmas tradition is being able to be with just my family. Uh, we've made that our tradition since my wife and I got married. We'll see family after the holiday or, like, the next day. But we like to just have our, our, our tradition with just us, the kids, opening their presents and us, you know, enjoying and drinking coffee and, and, uh, and just being, you know, that unit, the family. That's my favorite mm-hmm. tradition.
1: That's awesome. What is your favorite Christmas song?
0: Uh, Holly Jolly Christmas. <laughs>
1: oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Christmas movie?
0: Uh favorite Christmas movie. Oh gosh, there's so many good ones. Um I you know, I love Rudolph. I love all I love all the old um, you know, animation. Uh, you know, the the the, the stop animation, the I forget which company does it, but all those they were so
1: great. Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass yes. does all of those animated films, and they're so nostalgic. You know, I love to watch them, too. Um, all right, hot toddy or hot chocolate? Hot toddy, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and lastly? We'll the, we the hot cocoa for the kids.
1: There you go. That's good. That's good. Um, and last but not least, white lights or colored lights? Colored lights.
0: I mean, life is you know so much nicer in color.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's so much to see this time of year too. Well, yeah. that completes our five question um, lightning round. Thank you so much for playing along.
0: Yeah, my pleasure.
1: Well, Jacob and thank we have had you so a, much for calling oh, too. Yeah, we've had an absolute bless blast talking with you.
0: Oh, I I love it. Thank you so much. And anytime, I you know I love talking with you guys too.
1: Thank
2: you. We'll keep in touch. We we're, we're going to be talking to you next year for those 2019
0: movies. You can guarantee yeah, it. Yes, <laughs> February one. February one. They change the name from Faithfully to um, A Wedding to Die For. That's a, it's a lifetime movie, but it is it's a really good one. Uh, great cast, really really shot really well. Uh, very excited about that. So, yeah, that that one we'll we'll talk about that when it gets closer.
1: Great! You know it. We look forward to it. Well,
0: well happy
2: holidays you. to you and your family, and thanks again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Happy holidays. Have a have a wonderful day.
2: Thank you. You too. All
0: okay.
2: right. Bye bye. Hey guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S. And also, like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M U V I E S. And follow us on
1: Instagram at Christmas
2: Movie Spotlight.
1: And don't forget to check out our website, Christmas Movie Spotlight.com. That's movies with M U V I E S. Christmas Movie Spotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.